It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Three. Of VEASAN's prime time presented by BetMGM. Last hour of the day, but probably going to be the best hour. Nebraska alum, and I mention that because I'm waiting on Nebraska to close out a parlay for your boy Eric Eager coming on from Sumer Sports. And also Nick Bondanovich from right here at Circa is going to join us. But tonight's show is being brought to you. Mike Palm filling in for Tim Murray, who's out on location, and myself, Sean King, sitting in having a good time, getting a little hockey talk in tonight. I, I'm this is refreshing for me to to recap some of the things that still are on the table from a betting standpoint. Uh, Thomas Gable from the Brigada came on. He said he likes Rice versus UTSA over. He got 152 and a half. Shop around. I think there are some 153s out there that you can get. He also liked the over in the FIU game, over 142. If you want to come with your boy, I have a two-team parlay, NC State money line paired with Nebraska. I bought them down to minus three and a half, so I have a two-team parlay going as well. If you want to sweat a wager, uh, Mike Palm liked the first period under one and a half goals in the Blackhawks. Red Wings hockey game. We have about a little under six minutes to go in the first period of a 0-0 game, but it looks like there is a power play going on. 
Hopefully we can dodge a goal on this power play by Chicago. I'd love to get to the end of the first period, 0-0. That, that makes you feel real good when you take under one and a half. Good call by you so far, Mike. So far, so far. We could take uh, over half a goal right now, plus 140, and try to lock it in a, a lock in the middle. Let's say we bet 500 plus 110 to win 550. We could take, you know, what, whatever you want. If you want to, if you want to truly get off of it, 400 at plus 140. You know, you got a shot to win almost 1100 there. Uh, if you win them both with a goal, but we're we're in decent shape here. We we'll try to get through these last. I'm five looking minutes. now, trying to see is this being offered on the current app I'm on. The great thing about having a gambling show is you can actually make wagers. Oh yes, as you're working, it's pretty dope. The best is when you're at the arena and you don't have the lag. Oh man, when you're in a night's game or you're you're uh, you know. You know, it's interesting that the lag can actually be up to a minute uh, in some games. I mean, I see a game go suspended. Let's say it's at, well, you're on the app and it gets suspended. In soccer, it gets suspended for one of three reasons. There could be a red card, there's a penalty, or there's been a goal scored, right? They're going to they're gonna suspend it for those reasons. It goes suspended. You're watching the live broadcast of the soccer game. And you're like, well, where's the attack? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I mean, it's up to 55 seconds. A minute later, they score. So that's how far ahead the app is in real time of what you're watching through the broadcast delay. Yeah. It it takes some practice uh, in game betting, especially when you're trying to navigate multiple apps to get the best number to find out what the options are because it's like they're there and then they're gone. And uh, We got to dodge about another 30 seconds on this power play by Chicago, Mike. And then I'll start feeling a little better. There we go. That's big time right there. It was actually five on three. So it looks like Chicago's going to be on an extended power play here. At least 16 seconds from it going to five to four. And I know this is scintillating radio, but we do have a sweat going on. So when you tune into a gambling station and the, the hosts actually have made a wager and we're trying to cash a ticket, guess what? We're always pulling for our pockets here at Visa. Earlier today, Sean, in the first round of the AC or the second round of the ACC tournament, Syracuse was eliminated uh, by Wake Forest on a walk-off three. Coach Jim Beheim retires after the game. Forty-seven seasons at Syracuse, uh, eleven hundred. Well, a thousand or eleven hundred. They vacated some wins in the in the mid two thousand teens. But either way, you stack it up. Second most wins all time to Coach K. Of course, he was an assistant on Coach K's staff on the Olympic team, on the national team. Uh, for three gold medals as well. Five final four appearances in the title with Mello in 03. Yeah, how a heck of a run by Boheim. I mean, what a, what a job he did there at Syracuse. Uh, some would probably say underachieved when you consider all of the elite talent he had only winning one, I think it was, NCAA national title. But those are hard to win. And uh, I think the more important part of his legacy is he came in with unique schematic system. And he stayed with that system for over three decades and was successful in all three decades. So uh, hats off to Jim Boheim. I hope he enjoys whatever um, retirement brings him. But not only was he a great coach, Mike, he did something that I think every father would love. He got to coach his boys as well. So dope life that Jim has lived. Think about in, you know, ESPN's done the 30 for 30s on the history of the Big East and what a great conference it was there. Uh, in the 1980s, but the contemporaries that he was coaching against when he was first bringing that Syracuse program to prominence, long gone, many of these. Yeah. Luke Carnesecca at St. John's, of course, John Thompson 
uh, at Georgetown with Thomas Gable referenced yeah, Patrick run, Ewing's last game. They're trying to run game. Patrick Ewing out of there, man. Oh, poor Patrick. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Calhoun at Connecticut, uh, Dave Gavitt at Providence, Bill Rafferty at Seton Hall. Think about all these guys are long gone or they're 30 years past their coaching career. Beheim coached his last game today. He did. <laughs> and I, I hate it for him to go out like that. I mean, spectacular, but, you know, the, the result went the other direction. The last second three-pointer Wake Forest hit to send the Qs home and uh, had big betting implications because that game closed Wake Forest minus two and a half. So that three <laughs> yeah. gave Wake Forest a half-point cover. If you were one that thought no way Syracuse exits first round in Boheim's last, Boheim's last game, uh, bad beat. You know, Wake Forest was up 19 to 10, or Syracuse was up 19 to 10 halfway through the first half. They closed it to 35-33. They blitzed them to come out in the second half. They got up 10, Wake Forest. Then Syracuse made a run. Syracuse actually led by two with 30 seconds left. Wake Forest ties it. They get the missed rebound with six seconds and hit the three at the buzzer. We talked, uh, and, and Dr. Eric Eager is going to join the program in about 10 minutes here, and we'll talk more about Lamar. Uh, and uh, and the and the franchise tag that opens it up for him, uh, the non-restrictive one. Let's talk a little bit more about the Jets. Uh, Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, Robert Salah, and Nathaniel Hackett all flew to see your guy Aaron Rodgers today. <laughs> Do you think Rodgers ends up with the Jets, and are the Jets doing the right thing here? So I don't think it matters. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is leading another team to a Super Bowl. Um, I do think that there is a lot of energy and motion within the Packers organization to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Um, as I was speaking to some guys that coached there, the hesitancy last offseason when moving on from Rodgers was Jordan Love had not shown a lot. They brought Tom Clement in, who was the quarterback coach there, I think when Rodgers was there by backing up Favre. And for whatever reason, Jordan Love and him just had a spectacular year. And they feel much better now about where Jordan Love is in his preparation to be the starting quarterback long-term there. So they're ready to move on from Aaron. The Jets are trying to make a splash. You know, uh, I think what really frustrated Woody Johnson was the Giants have now usurped them on the expectation scale. And that's hard to deal with in that city, you know, when you've – not necessarily been great, but you've probably still been a little more, I guess, pertinent than the Giants in recent past. So I think this is a move that I think makes them relevant in the city. I think he feels like in the AFC, specifically in his division with Josh Allen sitting there, you have to have a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, even though I don't know that Aaron still has a whole bunch of Hall of Fame caliber years. I don't know if he even has a bunch of years left, but I think this was about Aaron wanting to be wooed. Aaron wants attention. Uh, and no matter what he says, you can't say he doesn't because everything he does creates more attention to him, whether it's going on the McAfee show or whether it's announcing. Why do you have to tell everybody he was going in a dark room? Like, why do you have to tell everybody he was doing like that? What is the, whatever he does over there with the smoke and the ayahuasca. Like, we would never know that unless he wanted us to know that because he's the one that told us. So that yearns of a person that's seeking attention. So I think he ultimately ends up in New York, Mike, because he wants attention. He can get attention in New York, but I don't think it ultimately matters. I threw this out to Michael Lombardi about three weeks ago, this this thought of what if 
Jerry Jones, who we don't know how many more seasons he's going to see, wants to get Aaron Rodgers. And he pulls off a trade to send Dak to the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers to Dallas and the Jets draft picks to Green Bay to get this deal done. Michael said he didn't think it would happen. He didn't think Jerry Jones would go for it. Doesn't want to pay that kind of money. Well, two things, and he's paying that kind of money to a lesser player in Dak. But I don't think Jerry wants to admit he was wrong in how they end, what they ended up doing at quarterback. And uh, the Blackhawks just scored another goal, so they're up 2-0. Oh, no. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, also, if I'm not mistaken, were him and McCarthy on great terms when McCarthy was uh, let go in Green Bay? I feel no. like there was some strain there, so... I, you might get some pushback from Rodgers and McCarthy as far as bringing Aaron into Dallas, but it would be great media. Yeah, it, great entertainment. And he's—I uh, mean, if he wants to win now, it's now or never because the, the window's closing uh, on both of them. Here's to my point about the hedging bet, right? Mm-hmm. So if we took the 400 at the plus 140, mm-hmm. we lose our initial bet. But we still would have won sixty dollars. Instead, you lose right. five hundred. And people say, "Well, you're going to give away. You're going to, you know, you're only going to win one fifty when your bet was such a favorite." But still, and they scored two goals in five minutes. Right. So that that goes to the philosophy of monetizing when you get yourself in such a good position. And if they wouldn't have scored the second goal, you wrap up eleven hundred. So yeah. it's just the, the way I think about it. People criticize it and say, "Oh, it's hedging. Just stick with your original bet." But if if I could tell you today, Sean, that every bet you made, and whether it's $100 or 1000 or 5000 that you'd make $20. Every bet you made the rest of life, you'd profit 20 You'd say, sign me up. Facts. <laughs> Facts. You absolutely would say, sign me hey, up. And listen, we got a little unlucky there, Roy. We got in a 5 on The 5 on 3 gets the first yeah. one, yeah. The double penalty. All right, coming up, as Sean mentioned, Dr. Eric Eager from the University of Nebraska is going to come on. Tell us a little bit more about Lamar Jackson, where he thinks he's going, and if Anthony Richardson should be the top pick in the draft. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. Download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 and older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back again to Prime Primetime. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening, and watching, as always, uh, tonight. Myself, Sean King, is here on the desk holding it down as always, but special co-host tonight, filling in for Tim Murray, who's on location, our guy Mike Palm from here at Circa. I'm pretty sure like Derek's like the, the top guy, and I think Mike is like right under like Derek, so like everybody answers the mic, and then like he takes it to Derek, so like he's kind of like a big wig is what I'm saying, so if you're here hanging out, make sure you find Mike and say hello. But with no further ado, we want to bring in our next guest from Sumer Sports, Eric Eager, also duly noted because he's a Nebraska alum, and Mr. King has Nebraska to close out a parlay. I have NC State money line, but I feel like they're going to handle business 
But the only non-money line play I had on this parlay is Nebraska. I bought them down to three and a half. Now they're playing what might be the only team that Georgetown could be a pick 'em versus, and that's <laughs> Minnesota. So please, no shenanigans tonight. Can this be a rocking chair start to finish game? You're asking me about college. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good, good guard play. Uh, you know, <laughs> good center, good rim protector at the center spot. Like, lo- love, the, love, the, love the Huskers tonight, Sean. <laughs> All right, Dr. Eager, we'll, we'll focus more on your wheelhouse in football. The Ravens use the non exclusive tag, so they save. 13 million, 32 compared to 45, and allow Lamar to negotiate uh, with other teams. They have the right to match the offer sheet, but if they don't want to, Lamar goes and they get two first-round picks. Here come the teams lining up to say we're not interested. The Panthers, we're not interested in Lamar. The Dolphins, the Falcons, the Raiders, the Commanders, all saying they aren't interested in Lamar Jackson. What do you make of this? Is this NFL-style collusion trying to prevent a Deshaun Watson-esque deal? I think partially. I also think there's there's a little bit of like what we saw when Jeff Saturday got hired as the interim coach of the Colts where, um, you know, there's a there's a club, right? Like there's a do-it-the-right-way thing. And I think like a lot of the general managers and owners would prefer that Lamar had an agent just because the agents sort of smooth things out um, and make negotiations easier. Uh, you know, an agent allows the the team to say what they believe about a player without offending the player, right? And uh, furthermore, the it, the agent is willing to fight for a player in ways that maybe don't, you know, in different ways than the player is able to fight for themselves. And so I think that that's a really tricky part. And I think that a lot of teams don't really want to deal with that. Lamar is an immensely talented player who I think is worth um, every bit the money that Deshaun Watson is. But you know, that that's what I think is happening right now, in addition to the two first-round picks. Now, Watson generated more than that. So it is a perplexing thing, but I think it all stems from the, the lack of an agent on Lamar side and, you know, the fact that Lamar is kind of a sign, signature player as far as running the football is concerned as well. Eric, if you listen to national outlets, I'm hearing two different truths, and I don't know which one to go with. Uh, some... Stephen A. has said that Lamar's people reached out to him and said that the Ravens have not offered anything over $133 million guaranteed. Yet there are other reports out there that the Ravens have offered as much as $180 million of guaranteed money. What have you heard, if anything, and who do you believe? Yeah, I, I tend to believe the higher number um, because I think the Ravens are sort of you know being in good faith here. Now, 180 is probably not going to satisfy Lamar, um, but it is, you know, significantly more. Um, it all comes down to structure of the deal. And when the when, when the player wants a fully guaranteed deal, obviously structure is not as big of a part of that. And that's really where it gets tricky. Like you look at some of the, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes, two-time Super Bowl winner, like when he first signed his almost half a billion dollar deal, only 60 was guaranteed at signing, but they had the three-year rolling guarantees. So it was effectively, a, uh, you know, it was effectively a fully guaranteed deal um, three times over. Um, you know, Lamar, you know, that would be a great deal for Lamar, but like, is he really willing to go to the table and and have the thing be reported as a 60 million guaranteed deal? Like those are all the tricky parts. And I think, you know, if, if, and, and again, the agent being, you know, absent, it also sort of makes those, you know, reports kind of more uh, oscillatory than they, they should be as well. So it's a really tough situation. I tend to believe the Ravens 
offer the the top end number and are acting in good faith. But um, I, I obviously could be wrong. I'm not behind those those doors. Now, Eric, everybody's playing coy, but from a betting perspective, let let's presume that he's not going back to Baltimore. That would be what I would think actually happens. I mean, when you get to this point, I mean, generally that's the point of no of no return, especially uh, amicable return. The futures odds are where they are. Where do you think smart bets could be made as far as potential landing spots for Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think, you know, Carolina is going to be a team that, you know, in a few weeks we're going to talk about picking in the top five for a quarterback, if not the top pick. So that one's one where I wouldn't uh, spend any of, uh, of my capital on that. Um, I think the Falcons are still going to be in the mix. I think there is going to be some pressure on them to go after Lamar. Uh, so that's one where if they acquire him, they'll, they'll be the favorite in the NFC South. So right now that's the Saints, but you could get some value on them later on. So that's another one. Um, you know, I think there's probably value on Cleveland in the AFC in the AFC North. I think there's probably value on Cincinnati in the AFC North, probably more on Cleveland than there would be Cincinnati. Um, because, you know, Lamar's absence is going to make it really hard for you know, uh, Baltimore to compete there. Um, so those are the ones that I would I would say sort of have value to me are those. Maybe Minnesota as a dark horse. I know uh, Kwesi Adapo-Mensa and his, and his crew has not, um, you know, said we're not going to go after Lamar Jackson. Now, they only have four draft picks this year, so that's going to make it a little bit tough. But if, if Kwesi wants to make a splash move, um, that, that would require, you know, getting rid of Kirk Cousins, getting $17 million back in a trade, and then going after Lamar, that could be an option, Minnesota being that one. Minnesota's currently third in divisional odds behind the Packers and the Lions to win that division. Dr. Eager, I want to switch your attention to Anthony Richardson, who's quite a, uh, from a betting perspective, draft story at least. 100 to 1 or more at most books uh, a month ago. Now steamed to where he's a favorite to be in the top five and down to five or six to one to be the top pick overall in your system of evaluating quarterbacks. Is Anthony Richardson an elite prospect? Uh, I think that the I think that the ceiling is quite high, um, but on average, no. I mean, he's a he's a a tier below. I my my first two, I go Stroud and Young in that order. I think Stroud is the best of the two. Um, I really like him from a just a process standpoint and everything. Um, young, I, I like Richardson over Levis just because of the athleticism, but I understand, you know, the low sample size is really what people are, are nervous about because, you know, guys like Mahomes had years like Richardson had, he just had three more years and they were all better. Right. So that's really what you're, you're worried about it, it is the lack of, um, you know, the lack of that third, you know, second, third and fourth year, uh, and the improvement there. But I do think he gets taken in the top five. I, I think there's even a really good chance he gets taken in the top three. It's interesting. It's going to be fascinating. I think he's going to Seattle. I think Seattle got Geno Smith extended. They very rarely pick in the top 10 because they've been so good under Pete yep. Carroll. And this is an opportunity for them to get an elite talent. See, I, I differentiate between elite prospect and elite talent. To me, an elite prospect is a guy that has elite talent, but he's also a refined, efficient, yep. productive football player. Like an elite talent is a guy that has all the physical attributes, but not necessarily the on-field production. And sometimes it's due to just injuries. Sometimes it's due to lack of opportunity. Like when you go to certain programs, Georgia, Alabama, you might not have three years of playing because you're behind, you know, first-round picks. 
you know, in a lot of ways, Anthony Richardson is going to have the same growing pains that Trey Lance had. Because that's one position quarterback where you need reps. Like, you have to have yeah. reps. And he only started one year. Trey Lance had only started one year. He struggled, even though he's gotten injured. But he struggled when he's played. So, I can see some similarities. I think Seattle would be a tremendous landing spot for Richardson. Sit behind Geno for two years. Uh, Geno is turned into a very mature mentor-type football player and, and then be ready to take the Seahawks into that next decade. Yeah, I also think Detroit's one that, you know, it's sort of like Kansas City in 2017 where everybody mocked Mahomes to 27. And then, you know, by the time we got to draft time, it's like, what if the Chiefs have to trade up to 10? And that's, of course, what they had. I think a lot of people like Richardson first to the, the Detroit second pick and then to their first pick. Detroit might have to trade up for him to get him now. Dr. Eager, thank you so much for your time. Great stuff, Eric. Yeah, great stuff as always. Thanks for having me, guys. Meanwhile, 19-2 run. <laughs> Hold off on the NIT invite. Up next, Nick Bogdanovich from Circus Sports. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Our VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger or the better-known Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into VEASAN Primetime. I'm Mike Palm filling in for Tim Murray, who's vacationing this week somewhere south of the border, and... Joining me on the desk is always five nights a week here, Mr. Sean King. Hey, man. Happy to be seen. Happy to be seen. It's been a pleasure. First time working together. It has, man. I've had a good time tonight. Time has flown by. We got, we got less than 30 minutes left. We're going to bring in Circa uh, <clears throat> odds maker and sportsbook manager Nick Bogdanovich, long time of William Hill. People remember him. Nick, thanks for taking the time tonight to join on the call. My pleasure. Anytime we can talk college basketball, uh, that's a good time for me. Well, I was going to talk slapping, making the odds on the slap. But anyhow, let's start with college. <laughs> let's start with college basketball, Nikki. Is this the most top challenging time for you right now, making a line and booking these games with all the tournaments going on, or is it the only other time I think about is is like in November and December during conference tournaments when you still got NFL and college football going? How hard is it right now? Uh, no, it's not harder. It's not hard right now. It, it, this is the funnest time, uh, without question. You get a lot of neutral courts, and, and that's what I really like. Yeah, November is by far the hardest. November, early December, you know, you could be eight, ten points off on a power rating. So, yeah, November is the hardest, and this is the funnest. Nikki, uh, talk to us right now about the action in these conference tournaments uh, here at Circa uh, as we get into the further rounds. I are you guys looking more at liability on a game-to-game -game basis or for overall tournaments? People that are – I mean, if you don't like betting futures, this is a nice time to bet futures because they're only holding your money for four or five days. 
Yeah, no. A lot of times the book, we can hold your money for six months. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The short short term right now. But as far, the action today, Mike, was absolutely crazy. Uh, if it's any indication of what's going to happen later this week and, and, and the following week, it's going to be incredible. I like to say Tuesday today was like uh, an hors d'oeuvre and Wednesday's like the appetizer, and then Thursday and Friday is the main course. But today, the action was out of control. I mean, it really was. Uh, there was so much good two-way action today. It was a lot of fun working today. And it's kind of represented by the crowd. I mean, you look behind you, and Wednesday's not a big day for sports books anywhere in the world. Uh, but it's a nice crowd, a couple of VIP tables. Uh, the stadium seating looks to be full. So people, I've, I've heard multiple people, people tell me they flew in town because they like this first weekend more than the chaos of March Madness next weekend. Yeah, I sort of miss it. It's been like 16 years since I've been behind the counter and miss all the yelling and the screaming and the masses getting together and having their fun socially. I've been in a risk room looking at a monitor and just bets and names. That's all I've seen for about 16 years. But yeah, there's nothing like being in a sports book during March Madness when they throw one at the buzzer to decide the game and the cash. Uh, there's nothing like that. Nikki, uh, you and Richie Bachelary, not our, only are you great bookmakers, but uh, very good uh, college basketball betters. Give us, uh, give us a couple of long shots. And by long shots, I mean maybe not the first or second choice that you think are real live to win some of these conference tournaments. Uh, good question. Uh, I like Creighton uh, in the Big East. Uh, I think they can make a run and do some damage in the NCAA tournament. I think if in the NCAA tournament, you can, if you hustle around, you can probably find 40 to one on Creighton still. I, I think, I still think they got a pretty good puncher's chance to, uh, you know, obviously I want to give you something that you can get a little bang for your buck on. Uh, I'm not going to give you a Houston or a UCLA that's been played out, but, and I also think Arkansas, uh, I still have hope in them. I think Musselman can get them going at the end. You probably find, 50 to one on Arkansas to win the NCAA title, probably 10 or 12 to win the SEC. But uh, I, I'm looking more for the NCAA tournament run. You know, speaking of NCAA tournament run, do you have a couple of names that you think can make some noise? And I mean, you can't win it if you can't get to the Sweet 16. So maybe a Marquette or you know, somewhat of that ilk. I'm not trying to lead the witness here, but like someone outside of the Kansas uh, Purdue types. You know, I'm a big Shaka, uh, Shaka Smart fan. He's done an incredible job at Marquette. He's definitely going to be in consideration for Coach of the Year. I don't think they have enough to get it all the way done, uh, but hats off to Marquette. I, and they're in the 35 to 40 range, so uh, just a phenomenal job by, by Shaka this year. Nikki, you talked about um, enjoying booking games on neutral courts. How about how much do you build into a number – say for an Arizona when they come to Las Vegas because you know how well the alumni support Arizona here at T-Mobile or in Iowa State or Kansas with the Big 12 being played uh, in Kansas City? Yeah, those fan bases that travel well, you, you probably give them a li- obviously nothing like at McHale. Like mm-hmm. Arizona's got as strong as home court as there is. They're probably worth four and a half points probably. Uh, with the crowd and the you know, I, I give them a half a point to a point when they travel well to, to to Vegas. Same with Kansas. Probably Kansas a little stronger because they're still in the region of Kansas City when they play the Big 12. I'd probably give them a point and a half or so. 
But Kansas travels crazy. I, I remember the first Final Four I went to, it was when the Rebels were undefeated uh, and lost to Duke. And Kansas was in the, you know, they ended up winning their semi and played Duke in the finals. It was in Indianapolis. There was Jayhawk people everywhere. They, they travel like crazy. You know, Nick, speaking of Duke, uh, there was a point, mm, right a little bit after Christmas, you know, I guess you call it the, the playoff rounds of the NFL where, I mean, it was looking like North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke were all going to be NIT bound. Seems like Duke and Kentucky have rebounded. Uh, North Carolina's handling Boston College. They probably need to win a couple more in the ACC tournament to guarantee they get in. But out of the blue bloods that kind of were faltering along, who do you think is getting good at the right time and can make a legitimate national title run? Yeah, I mean, Duke, uh, we got them like 70 to 1. Uh, we do extremely well with them. No one's run to the counter and bet Duke whatsoever. Obviously, they're really young. And, and, and Shire's going to be fine, but I don't think I don't think they'll make a deep run. Uh, I I think Kentucky can. We got them about thirty-five or forty to one. They they just got the big stud in the middle, and the young guards are starting to play better. So I I, I think Kentucky can definitely make a run. North Carolina is the most puzzling team of all time. They had basically everyone coming back, and I had them the highest power-rated uh, team starting the year, and they just absolutely underperformed. But they can, they, uh, they're still dangerous. I, I think they're definitely going to get in the tournament, and once they are, good luck beating them. Uh, so I, I think Carolina. Man, what do you got, Carolina? Right now, we got North Carolina like sixty to one. Uh, th- I think they have a puncher's chance. I, I, I could see taking a flyer on them. Nick, you're a big golf guy. Masters coming up over Easter weekend. Give us a few guys you're looking at. Yeah, I absolutely love the golf. Uh, I wish the live hadn't torn the torn the golf world apart because I do miss the DeChambeaus and the DJs of the world being out there. But as far as uh, the Masters, uh, boy, you caught me off guard with that one. But I'll come with a, uh, I'll come with one. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tom Kim. How's that? Uh, I, I think I, I think he he could he could get. He he could make some noise there, and uh, yeah, you know what? How about this, Scotty Scheffler to repeat? How's that? Uh, you, you, Scotty Scheffler to repeat? You you won't see that very often. Interesting because uh, I only took two golfers for the PGA. This uh, starts tomorrow, and one was Tom Kim, and the other one's Jason Day. Mm. Brilliant yeah, minds think alike. Well, Jason Day is just getting a lot of love in this tournament. Obviously, he's in great form and he plays well at Sawgrass. So people are lining up to bet Jason Day. And I'd like to see him win it. He, he's, he's a great story. He's, he's had his back ailments. He won a couple of majors early and it looked like he was going to set the world on fire. But uh, then he went real lean for two or three years. And now he's working his way back up the food chain. So uh, I'd love to see Jason Day win, win at Sawgrass. Nikki, thanks for the time tonight. I know you got a bunch of 12 and 14-hour days ahead of you in the next few weeks. But you're enjoying it. And so... Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. I like it. Let's go. That gives me good omens for this weekend. Oh, you're feeling good about your ticket Yeah, and Tom Kim, let's go. I got him at, uh, what, 30 to 1? That'll be big time. Well, uh, big run by Wisconsin. Wisconsin was trying to come back. Looks like they're going to teeter out a little bit. Yeah. 
Better yeah. effort than Texas yeah, Tech. Texas Tech okay. stinks, by the way. I can't wait to find Jim Root. Where you at? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> all right. When we when we come back, we're going to recap all the plays that we have ongoing and those that tip a little bit later tonight. Get you updated on scores from both hockey and NCAA basketball. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime time with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, you'll both receive a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Welcome to the back to the last segment of Visa's Prime Time. I'm Sean King. This is Mike Palm sitting in for Tim Murray tonight. Did an excellent job. Really enjoyed having you here. It's been too long, man. I feel like I haven't seen my old friend in a while. It's been a while and the first time actually working together. Yeah, so man. when when the, the famous Frenchman John Goulet sent me the message, any chance you could fill in? I said, well, which one of them's out? That's the first question. When he said, well, Sean will be here, I said, I'm in. I'm the perfect substitute for a guy who believes in his mind he graduated from Notre Dame. I actually did. He really does. I mean, my my co-host has actually got a degree from Muehlberg, but, I mean, (laughs) he went to Notre Dame's campus once. I think he got lost, and he just assumes that that's what his degree says. And I have a lot of fun with that, trust me. Ah, he's a good guy. Derek's a big fan of Tim, and he's done a terrific job. And, you know, he has a whole other career in radio very big in milwaukee and all those people yeah. came out for the tim murray weekend here of course he was in mexico then too i mean <laughs> i don't know when the guy i don't know when the guy is actually in town but but when he's here you know he's great yeah he's a good dude i actually got him uh, i think i got him into a a, a new habit because uh i'm always smoking cigars that's mm-hmm. what i do in my free time when i have i like to go sit down have a good stick and uh he sent me a video of he's on location smoking a cigar. And I was proud. You know how, you know, big brother to little brother, like I take him under my wing and, you know, I've turned him into a cigar smoker. Now I've got to double check what cigar he was actually smoking because if you're going to smoke cigars, you got to do it at the highest level. You got to do it or whatever you're going to do, you got to right. do it well. 100%. You got to do it well. Uh, just to hit on a couple things, we uh, Sean has two legs of a parlay. Uh, to close it out here, he's going to have uh, NC State on the money line tonight in the ACC tournament, and he will need the University of Nebraska minus to, three and a half. Yeah, to beat Minnesota by four or more to right. close not out. Not asking time. a lot, right? That's the Gophers a- are terrible. Nebraska got a lot of momentum coming off that big win at Carver-Hawkeye to knock the, knock the a bye day off the Hawkeye. The Hawkeyes could have been the two seed in the tournament, and, and instead they're playing, uh, they're playing tomorrow, but so much is that. I want to ask you a question, and – this is something I've asked a couple of people, including Michael Lombardi. Let's assume 
that Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC. Mm-hmm. I want you to rank the top five quarterbacks in the NFC, assuming Jalen Hurts is number one. Mm-hmm. Who do you have two, three, four, and five? All right, I got to go through my mind. Who's over there? You got Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I got it. Uh, I, I go uh, Jalen Hurts one. Uh-huh. I think uh, even though he's way down the list on the AFC side, you'd almost have to consider putting Derek Carr two. Now that he's with the Saints. Um, and then it gets a little tricky because you got a lot of young guys. You, you got a lot of kind of journeyman players. I mean, if you're just going by accomplishment and Jared Goff is three because he's taking a team to a Super Bowl. Um, Where's Dak fit in? Is he in your top five? Middle of the pack. Mm. Yeah. He, he, Stafford, I don't know if Stafford's he healthy. Play? Yeah, I don't know if Stafford's healthy. Kyler Murray? No. Nah. I can't deal with Callum. Kyle Kyle Murray is like, I, hopefully this injury gives him some time to be self-reflective and kind of figure out, okay, if the coach says it and the people in administration say it and my former teammates say it, then, you know, it might be true. Let me figure out how can I adjust it and make it better. But, I mean, that's the thing with being in the NFC. I just, it's not loaded at quarterback. I mean, I'm trying to feel like, am I overlooking anybody? The Michael, NFC East. Michael, had, Michael Lombardi had Geno Smith number two. Geno Smith. That's what I was overlooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was overlooking. Geno. Um, so who do I have? Geno, Golf, Hertz, Carr. Carr. You had Carr second. I mean, now you, you could put Cousins, Dak. Like, all those guys are going to go in that box. And you got some guys that. Is that, it too early to have a grade on Brock Purdy? Well, yeah, because he's coming off of an injury football guys don't get. Tommy John. I mean, how many football? I think I've heard of maybe two, I think, that they've said have had that injury. So because that's such a rarity for a guy playing this kind of sport, I don't want to guesstimate with him. I mean, the up-and-coming guys would be, can Daniel repeat his success last year? Can they surround Justin Fields with enough weapons so we can see can he effectively throw the ball? You're talking about a kid that finished, what, top five in rushing in this league. So that talent is there. Um not interested in Kyle Trask. Definitely not interested in Sam Darnold. Definitely don't buy any Desmond Ritter stock. Um, how, not, how important? You started at two. How many career starts did you have at Tulane? You I started all four years. Okay. Guys like, though, that important, I thought, to pro success early, translating. Ritter started 46 games at Cincinnati. Purdy, 49 games at Iowa State. You saw it translate to Purdy be able to step in. And you talk about guys that have a short span of eight or ten starts. Right. I mean, you saw it with Trubisky. I mean, he started one year at North Carolina. and they did. How important is it that starting in Division One college having those repetitions? Well, for me, it's situational. Um, if you go to North Carolina and you're not coming behind like Sam Howell and you don't start, I mean, you know, I got to ask questions why. Like, how did what happened between your junior year that turned you into a first-round pick where you couldn't beat that. What was the kid named Williams, I think, was his yeah. last name? I mean, come on, no offense to him, but, <laughs> I mean, to me it's different. Whereas if you went to Alabama, Bryce Young was only going to play two years, but when he got there, hell, it was uh, Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones in front of him. You know, so that's that's different, you know, just depending on who you were and Tua. You know, so just depending on who you were kind of coming behind. But uh, the thing about rep, and experience at quarterback is there certain things no matter how much you practice you won't ever understand them until you see them in an actual game when anticipating throws especially in breaking routes that are in in inside of the defensive scheme it takes game reps 
to make those throws. Dr. Eager said he would take Stroud over Young, one, mm-hmm. one, two. My question on Stroud is he looked very reticent to run the football. Mm-hmm. There were opportunities for him to scramble. They didn't really run him as d- in designed plays. How much do you think will that hold him back in the modern NFL? I don't think it will because in the Georgia game, he showed he can do it. Like, it's one thing if your coach is unwilling to put you at risk because he's not comfortable with the situation in the quarterback room. So if CJ goes down, Ohio State has national title hopes, aspirations. We don't have anybody that we're comfortable with. So we're not going to do QB run game because if you look at Ryan Day, they've ran the quarterback Mm -hmm. and they ran Justin Fields, you know, but they also felt pretty good about the guys, I guess, that were on the bench at the time. Remember, when Justin won the starting job, I think, oh, no, that might have been Haskins that won the starting job and was the reason that Burrow left. But at one point, Burrow, Haskins, Fields were all there because I think Justin went to Georgia initially, then transferred to Ohio State, but under the old rules, had to sit out. So I don't hold it against Stroud because if you go and break down every play in the Georgia game, he looks like the number one pick in the draft. The thing with Bryce is he's done it for two years, and this last year he did it without the normal Alabama team. They do did not have a draftable skill player not named Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs. Their wide receiver core was bad as I've ever seen it. And subsequently, that's why almost all those guys transferred out. Yeah. Give us a college football team flying under the radar for this season. Hmm. This is an interesting one because there's so much movement still to happen. So I kind of don't want to just throw something out there because there's so – once spring football gets over, there'll be 150 kids to switch whose coach talked them into staying at the end of first semester. Well, I promise you, you're going to get all the reps in the spring. And now the kid got to the spring, and and he's on the the second team, and he's like, I'm out of here. Interesting, Sean. Good to get the chance to talk with you tonight. In the SEC tournament, Ole Miss up three, under 20 seconds to go against South Carolina. Uh, Carolina up 19. Boston College cut into that 30-point lead. Remember, they're laying 11 and a half there. That game's still in jeopardy. New Mexico up nine with 11 and a half to go in the Mountain West tournament. As Thomas Gable said, Patrick Ewing's last game at Georgetown, they trailed by 18 with three minutes left to go in the first half. Oh, I should have took Villanova tonight. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. Well, I've enjoyed it, man. I've had a great time tonight, Mike. Good to see you as always. Thanks for being Johnny on the spot. I'm here. I'm in the building. So if anybody needs anything, yeah, because our next call was Aaron Oster, and you know I don't know if we got the lifts on the seat, <laughs> so that Aaron could reach the microphone. I think it would have been a little bit late in the day. He keeps a pretty early schedule here. <laughs> schedule here at Circa. All right, Nebraska minus three and a half, and NC State money line. Let's to go, close baby. It out tonight. Primetime audience, bring Sean home on this parlay. For Sean King, I'm Mike Palm. Saying thank you. Up next. Matty Humans and Wes Reynolds hold down the desk here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 